0: And we're back. It's episode six and a big day for the show. Um, I'll explain a little bit more about that uh, in just a few minutes here. But um, yeah, the uh, actually the conversation last week with Sarah re- received uh, a ton of great feedback. So um, glad to hear that. And, um, you know, those sort of non-sports topics I, I think are going to be a mainstay because, I, um, you know, as I mentioned, when I first started do- doing this, you know, it's... Um, uh, sports isn't the only thing I'm interested. Believe it or not, uh, if you know me, I know that's kind of hard to believe. But um, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about some Chicago sports stuff before we um, jump into the meat and potatoes here. Um, see, from a Bears perspective, it seems we have survived the Carson Wentz speculation for now. Um, there's been a lot of people who, and some who, there's been a lot of people who have said that Carson Wentz coming to the Bears would be a bad idea. Although uh, I think it was Bart Scott who said that Carson Wentz would make the Bears a Super Bowl contender. I'll have what he's having, I guess. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that's not a good a, a good take. I I just don't see how Carson Wentz right now makes the Bears a Super Bowl contender. Could be wrong. I mean, he was he did play at an MVP caliber level a few years ago, but you know uh, has since gone downhill and. You know, maybe the the old sports adage of a change of scenery might do him well. I just, I really hope it's not here in Chicago. Um, I don't know if there's a better option, especially if Deshaun Watson is unattainable um, and only because of the price tag that would go along with that. Um, you know, I, I don't think the Bears are really in a position to really be spending so much draft capital on a quarterback. That said, I also see where they'd be coming from if they did that, because if you can be set at that position for the next dozen years, then it's worth it, right? I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, a first-round talent, one of the best quarterbacks in the league, um, uh, an upstanding citizen, and, um, you know, Houston loves him, and, um, you know, uh, he'd, he'd be he'd be great here in Chicago, um, but there's a certainly a huge price tag, um, that goes along with that. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll still wait and see what happens. We still don't know. Um, I know it's, it's middle of February and you a know, long time until training camp, but, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, um, you know, Bears fans would, would like to know who the quarterback is going into next season. Maybe it's Nick full. I don't know. Um, Jake Arrieta signs back with the Cubs. Um, it's, uh, I believe a one year, $6 million deal. Um, Believe it or not, Jake's actually the last Cubs pitcher to win a playoff game. Think back to the 2017 NLCS; it was Game Four against the Dodgers to extend the season, and yeah, he's he was the last Cubs pitcher to win a playoff game. Um, small sample in 2020 for Jake, uh, as for everybody. But um, you know, as as Bleacher Nation points out, uh, his ERA was over five, and his strikeout rate declined. Uh, so this this isn't going to be the Jake Arrieta of 2015, 2016. Um, it's not going to be, you know, two no-hitters, Jake Arrieta. At least I don't think. Um, you know, Jake's gotten older and, and you know, that, that, that flash that he had where he was the best pitcher in baseball by far and, and you know, historically good. Um, I don't think we're going to get that Jake Arrieta. Um, I also have to question whether or not this was some sort of um, – olive branch to the fans so to speak um you know the Cubs trade you Darvish who finished second in Cy Young voting and along with that you trade away Victor Caratini and pretty much your willingness to go after the division in 2021 I mean you trade your ace you're definitely not trying to win as as Jordan pointed out last week I think is is what he exactly what he said pretty much um so yeah I, I feel like this was some sort of olive branch to the fans and Um, you know, just trying to sort of get back in the good graces of of Cub fans because it's been it's been a rough couple years, you know, from a baseball perspective, um, and not exactly all fun and games at at 1060 West Addison. So, uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully Jake contributes. You know, we we know he's gonna, um, you know, eat up some innings. Uh, One good thing about about Jake's numbers, um, his walk rate and ground ball rate were. About the same in 2020 so you know if he's if he's not striking guys out you know maybe he's inducing weak contact or um, you know pop flies or whatever so you know hopefully hopefully Jake uh, hopefully Jake puts it together and, and can be a semblance of of that 2015-2016 Jake Arrieta because it was so much fun as a Cubs fan waking up on, on Jake Arrieta's start day and just frankly, knowing that the Cubs were going to win that day because Jake was pitching. I mean, it was just incredible to watch him. Um, okay, let's, um, let's get into this significant show announcement that I, I, I put on Facebook and, and teased a little bit. Um, I got a random text message last week from a friend of mine who it, you know, it's not completely abnormal for, for her to text me. Um, but that said, I was not expecting the content of that text. Um, And she essentially invited herself to be my co-host. And I said, why not? Um, So I'll introduce my new co-host next. Back after this. So I teased a big announcement for the show here on And We're Back. And... Um, kind of a straight, I wouldn't say strange, but, um, a-, a text I wasn't expecting, uh, hit my phone, um, middle of last week and, um, it was a proposal for, um, a co-host. And, uh, so I said, why the hell not? And, uh, let, let's introduce that co-host now. It's, it's my good friend, Kelsey Lachlan. Kelsey, how are you?
1: Brady. I'm great. How are
0: you? I'm uh, Fantastic. Um, so, Kelsey, we are. It, it is Tuesday night. It is actually ten o'clock um, on Tuesday way night. Way past my bedtime. Way past your bedtime, and uh, we are recording late because a) you have two kids and Oof. they are in bed. I assume, right?
1: Let's hope so. If not, that's their father's problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like... uh, how
0: about? The, I think I, I think I saw your father is, is fishing at the moment, right?
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs> cod is cod is going.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's something that that I, that I do with him often. Um, yes. <laughs> so um, we are recording late because I just got home from refereeing basketball, and it is a it, it is a condensed season. I think we're squeezing uh, what would be two months of basketball into about six weeks. So. Um, we, we talked a little bit earlier today about some of the logistics of, of basketball refereeing in a, in a COVID pandemic. And we can dive into that a little bit later, but I wanted to, uh, have you on and uh, sort of leave this episode to you, um, to introduce you and, and talk about our, our, our friendship and, and sort of how we know each other. If you hear ice clinking, it's because I poured myself a large glass of whiskey when I got (laughs) home. Um,
1: like, Oh, I'm dealing with Kelsey tonight. The only way to do. you know, okay, let's... Lots let, of whiskey. Let, let's dive into
0: this. You and I have known each other for, uh, let's see, um, 20-something years. Um, yeah. Was it,
1: was it fifth grade we decided to band? So,
0: okay, he, about this. Um, okay. You have always said fifth grade. <laughs>
1: let's start there.
0: Because, yeah, so you and I both grew up in Rolling Metals, although we went to different elementary schools. Correct. And we were both uh, involved in band. Um, mm and let the nerd flag fly. Um, Honors <laughs> for life. <laughs> <laughs> I up, anyone who's listening. Yeah. If yeah. anyone is listening,
1: that was a trombone reference. That that like was a trombone reference. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, <laughs> so I, I actually stuck with it through high school. Um you gave it up after eighth grade and but the the trombone section brought us together. I've always said sixth grade because we didn't come together. Um, as a, a group with the three elementary schools in Rolling Meadows, we didn't come together as a band until sixth grade. That—that's okay. my recollection. Recollection. You're probably I, right. Okay.
1: I we, think you probably have a better feel for it. Can you repeat? We that went to Central Road for those, right? We wait. Like, wait, wait. When we did. You, no, no. Band, can, we can, can you can Central you repeat Road. that for the
0: record? When when you said I was right.
1: Oh no, no,
0: no.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you'll make it very clear in editing. <laughs> I said you
0: were yeah, right. I, I I do have editorial control. Like, um, echo, oh. echo, echo. Right. Um, but no you you are right. We we did go to Central Road, which is mm-hmm. the uncommon denominator for you and I. Uh yeah. you you going to Willow Bend and me, Kimball Hill. Um and then you and I reconvened at Carl Sandberg and uh Wildcat we, Pride. That, were we the, wait, that was the oh yeah, that was the Wildcats, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I never represented the school with like mascot capacity. Cause I was cut no. from the basketball team both years. So <laughs> life stuff, Brady. Yeah, it is. You still
1: had band. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: that was the, uh, that was the emergence of the jazz band. I think was seventh grade. Wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I, I think yeah. so. Um, yeah. Cause I, I don't think we did any sort of jazz in, in sixth Mm-mm. grade. I think that would have been a little too advanced for, for us. A, was all least. too
1: advanced for me. Let's
0: <laughs> what was it like a like a B flat? You made you fun of it a... in my I... wedding
1: speech, if memory serves.
0: I made fun of a lot of things in your wedding speech. Um, I'm, go-
1: I'm going too far ahead. <laughs> you, yeah,
0: well, yeah, I, I was going to get there. Um, so, uh, so we we played through high school band or a junior high band together, and then uh, we advanced to high school at at Rolling Meadows. And mm-hmm. uh, like I mentioned, you. Gave it up after that, and I continued through uh, all, all four years actually of of band and, and marching band and um, playing the trombone. Wow, so you
1: did, huh? I did. You did all four years. You didn't know that? Yeah, you did. No, you did. I
0: so my my senior year, yeah. I, I didn't march because of my yep. my ACL injury. Um, yeah, but crutches. I, I remember. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I did actually spend a little bit of time as a fill in drum major because uh, one of our one of our three—I don't know if they were elected or or chosen by the band director—but um, he decided to act like Superman in gym class one day. I think that's how <laughs> the story goes, and broke his collarbone, so you know he couldn't make the arm motions. And I vaguely so, remember that. Yeah, okay. so we had one or two home football games left. Um, you know, I, I was on the football team, but obviously not playing um, uh-huh. with my injury happening uh, in su- in f- the beginning of fall practice. Actually, is when. It actually happened, so I was out for, uh, let's just say I made it back for baseball season senior year, but yeah, I missed the you entire... You need
1: vo- an ACL to do this, though, with your with your <laughs> hands to direct. Yeah,
0: that, that's right. So by the time uh, that that injury happened to our, our drum major, I was able to walk um, without really any sort of um, impediment. Obviously, I wasn't running, uh, anything like that, so I was able to walk. Uh, so they worked the show so that I was able to fill in as a drum major for... Uh, the last couple of home football games, and our la- i think it was just our last um, competition—which um, coincidentally we won best drum majors for. So I take a little bit of pride.
1: Oh, in that. hey! Look at you go!
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice so, for you. Yeah, big time nerd alert. Um,
1: yeah! Wow, I, we're really we're in it hard <laughs>
0: early. But, anyways, um, so um, you and I remained friends through high school and uh, and college, and I can't get rid of you uh-huh. because you married one of my closest friends. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're doing a podcast together. So, yeah. Hey.
1: Yeah, I really married Kevin just for you, though. Aw. I was like, how do I keep writing my life? I guess I'll have to marry this guy. <laughs> Well, uh, it never occurred to me to marry you, quite frankly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that, that's the thing is you and I have had a completely platonic Ooh. relationship <laughs> over 20 years, which some people will say is impossible for a guy and a girl who are the same age and yes. um, have many similar interests. But we, we've we yeah. done it.
1: Yeah, I'm actually that's like one of my proudest achievements.
0: Is like, ma- go, Maintaining like, a platonic, platonic relationship with me.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Actually, I mean, I was kind of just messing around, but I actually truly do think that's pretty cool.
0: Fair enough. I mean, yeah, yeah a- absolutely. I yeah. mean, we, you know, I, I always think about this because our our circle of high school friends is rather small. However, yep. um, you know, it's it's maintained itself through high school, college, adulthood, jobs, kids. Marriages, uh, I suppose marriages comes before kids, um, you know, living in the city, living out of the city, living in different states. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's really endured a lot.
1: Yeah. I can't believe that we're still putting up with each other, actually, quite frankly.
0: Kudos, Kudos to us. us. Cheers to us. I know.
1: Look, man, <laughs> wish I had a real drink.
0: Well, I mean, cheers yeah. with my tea. There you go. Yeah. You're 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 playing hurt a little bit, fighting through a little bit of a cold. Um, yeah. So long as it's not yeah. covid.
1: No, it is not. We, uh we don't go anywhere. So um, we, we really like our exposure is almost zero um, of our groceries delivered. Um, last week, you had Sarah on and Sarah's a, a friend of mine as well. So I was enjoying that and uh, was laughing at not laughing, but just kind of pondering our, our COVID um, incidents for all of us, like what, you know, what our lives are like now. And Kevin and I get all of our groceries delivered. Um, we see our our parents, our childcare, and that's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's and then it's, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a, a such a different experience. I mean, just I mean, we we were talking a little bit before we started, con- uh, you know, recording here, but it's been almost a year since. Yeah um, since really we started to take it seriously. And, um, I know, uh, I'm not sure when you moved, um, you know, to work from home, but I know for us it was, um, 17. Yeah, exactly. 11 months ago. Um, you know, there's, it was that weekend in the middle of March where, you know, we, we left work on Friday. Uh, we had played actually as a company, we had played basketball together, um, that Tuesday, yeah, um, and think of that. Yeah, <laughs> so we we had played basketball together. There was probably fifteen to twenty of us um, who went and and played basketball, and we spent a good like two hours playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to Friday, and um, I'm sorry, that...
1: this was at work.
0: No, no yeah, 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 yeah. Two yeah. hours playing basketball. Well, not at work, but with work uh-huh. people. We we rented out um, a okay. court <laughs> at you know where you know where Canlin Sportsplex is in Barrington. It's no, right, but it, I can pretend. It's it's right by uh, the laser tag place that Lauren and Steve have Ooh. invited us to a couple times.
1: I love that place. Okay. Yeah, so yeah.
0: it's. Uh, oh you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I know. and the Wild Onion Pub it. is right there, right? Yep. Um, so we yeah we rented out that court um, for a couple hours and. Honestly, that was the first time I'd played full court basketball in a long time. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I was also coming off for a days. no, because I, I was coming off a basketball season for for me. Oh, like I, okay. I, I was coming off of a referee season. So, so I, in great shape. I wouldn't say great shape, but I was in I'm trying uh, to be nice here. <laughs> I, don't want me to. <laughs> I was in good enough you were in, shape.
1: You're passable shape. In passable <laughs>
0: shape, right? So I was I was in good enough <laughs> shape to play basketball for a couple hours. Um, so fast forward to Friday. Right. Okay. We, we leave work and um, we had kind of assumed that, you know, we might be moving work from home soon. Not really sure what was going to happen. Well, on that Sunday, um, actually, that, that that Saturday was our first softball tournament. And I remember oh. we were like, is this going to be canceled? And they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to play. Um, but seeing um uh, the guy who was supposed to run our tournament for the next weekend at that Wheeling tournament, that that middle of March, uh, we it's always the the opener of the season is always at Wheeling for us. Um, so I, I talked to his name's Anthony. I said, Anthony, what, what about next weekend? He goes, ah, man, I don't know. Um, and then I saw him again Sunday. He's like, yeah, no, we're not having it. Um, And then later later on on Sunday, we got the email from the company saying, yeah, we're going to work from home for a week and see what happens. (laughs) 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 11 months later, we haven't gone back to the office. And frankly, no rush. We will because we have a brand new office space that's been built out. That's right. Yeah, you guys were in
1: the middle of Renault's,
0: right? Well, we weren't quite in the middle of Renault, but... you know, we are our, our lease was expiring at our old building. And okay. I guess right as right as contracts or right as um, right as covid really got serious and, and shutdowns and work from home started, um, contracts were signed, bills were paid. So we were going ahead with it. Yeah. Had that not been the case. There's no way we'd ever go back to the office. Never mm-hmm. uh, for for our company like we we've we've broken records and we broke records in 2020 now that said we'll see what 2021 looks like because obviously if we're on the backside of, of covid and and can get you know everything under control You know, the the e-commerce season might not be as lucrative in quarter four uh, because nobody's going to the stores. You know, hopefully look for for America's sake, hopefully we're back to, you know, close to normal sometime here in 2021. Right. I mean, I'm I'm not saying we're we're going back to, you know, having 50,000 people at at Soldier Field for a Bears game come September. But, you know, maybe maybe 20. I don't know
1: (laughs) how many were at the Super Bowl. What was the attendance there?
0: Um, I think it was 25,000, if I remember correctly, which okay. is about a third.
1: Yeah. I know there was a big deal made out of, um, the halftime show, um, requiring a lot less intense, uh, you know, changing for the field, et cetera, mm-hmm. because, uh, of it being able to take place in the stands. I know that was a big deal, so
0: yeah I, I I sort of watched the halftime show um you know I I had heard of the weekend and and I knew all the songs <laughs> I, like I I'm, I'm not not a weekend fan but I, I I didn't know that you know he was the the artist behind all those songs I knew all the songs yeah. I just didn't know that he was yeah. the, he was the guy behind all those songs
1: I think Sarah said it right last week when she said we're old and we're like, no, I don't that's know who 100% correct. Is. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Yeah, no, I know this. Yeah. It's him.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I've, I've heard, yeah. Like I said, I've heard all those songs. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey and we can, we can certainly talk about that because there's definitely, um, certain aspects that are applicable to, um, you know, being a, a full-time employee of, of a company yeah. and, you know, you yourself are in a managerial role. So, you know, I'm sure that's presented its its own set of challenges. And then being a mother of two under four, um, yeah. <laughs> has brought upon its its own set of challenges. And, um, you know, your, your husband, Kevin, uh, you know, works from home as well. Most of the time, right. He's still, is he still working from home most of the time?
1: Yeah. Sometimes he goes into the office, um, and there's, it's a very small number of people in the office. I think it's, uh, it's like about three people, um, who are there and they have some pretty good guidelines for you know staying away from each other. He has a temporary office, which I think he gets very excited about. Who doesn't love an oh, office? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so he kind of goes in sometimes. I know that they did have a, a scare; somebody had COVID in the fall, and so he was a little gun shy. Um, it's it's just hard. It's it's a complex issue, and it's difficult to weigh um, your productivity and your livelihood, and then your health and they're kind of the most basic and important things in a lot of ways is supporting your family, being healthy, um, and, in that kind of thing. And, um, for me, mental health is such a huge, um, aspect as well. Um, there have been days legitimately actually several days in a row where I, I just will not leave the house. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I think which is exacerbated by the weather for sure.
0: Yeah. We are in the middle of, um, Actually, one one of the craziest stretches of weather. I mean, I can't remember the last time. Not not to divert off topic here, but um, I, so I, much snow. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I can't remember honestly the last time we got this much snow in such a short amount of time, and apparently we're not done with it either.
1: That's what I heard. I know, Midway got eighteen inches last night. I
0: saw that. And can you believe that? I mean, there it's they're, so odd.
1: It goes so different. Well,
0: and so they're not that far away. They're down in in Cicero. Um, uh, Lake Effect, I heard was yeah, but I mean, north and south. That's not that close to the lake, though.
1: Like, I I know,
0: I know the the city of Chicago, especially on the north side, got hit big time, yeah, and 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 on the 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 west side, but not so much on the on the south and southwest side, but maybe, I mean. Obviously, we we live in our northwestern suburban uh, homes here. So uh, I I know in in Schaumburg where I am, we only got five inches. I, I say only, you know that, that's a pretty significant snow event. Um, yeah. Not sure how much you guys got. It was it's hard to tell because it's all just piled on top of the, <laughs> the last snow. Piles on got. piles on piles. Oh my God! <laughs> our 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 first our first softball tournament is a month from uh, today, basically, and I have no idea if we're gonna play. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this all melts b- before that. Well,
1: and once it does, it's going to make a, a mess out of any field you want to play on. I know you have fancy fields in a lot of We your... do.
0: Yeah, so but th- this still, th- this I mean. yeah, th- th- this this first tournament is um the the park at Wheeling is all turf, which is nice. Okay. Um the following weekend is is at Carroll Stream where the infields are turf, but the outfield okay. is grass. Uh, yeah. So the I mean, ground that's... is the ground is going to be frozen. Um, so the outfielders are going to not have a good time. Uh, that ball is (laughs) going to sounds like, sounds like my
1: adult softball experience. (laughs) Oh, and by the way, I've been forbidden from using the word sporty, sporty. Um, yeah, well, so I I think our, our listeners really deserve to hear this story about, um, me telling my husband that I was going to do this. Oh yeah, Um, please. Yeah. Well, first of all, Brady, it was so kind of you to just be like, Oh, you just rudely invited yourself to co host my show. Great, sure. Um, (laughs) Most people would have been like, What do you mean I need a co host? Get lost. (laughs) Um, And you were like, Yeah, let's do it. Um, And so I had told, um, you know, our friends, some of our friends in common, and I had told my mom, and I was excited. And I think I even told somebody at work who kind of got me into the one other podcast I listened to, and I still hadn't told my husband. (laughs) I can't believe and, I didn't uh, tell him
0: first, honestly.
1: Honestly, yeah. I, I laughed because we just, you know, we have a lot going on. And honestly, I don't, I think it just didn't come up. So I, I told him last night and uh, I said, hey, I have this headset. I'm going to be co-hosting with Bertie And he's kind of going to be toning down some of the sports stuff. Cause I'm, I'm not as sporty. And Kevin was like, no, you cannot use the word sporty.
0: <laughs> and he did a,
1: a rather unkind if not accurate, impression of me um, sort of critiquing team uniforms.
0: <laughs> it's it's a Tell big you, thing, though. Honestly, I mean, the, <laughs> uh, I mean, between between the NBA and baseball, going throwback. Listen, and some of them going are hideous, throwback. and I'm I just, I there will 100%. be
1: you talk that. I won't be able to help myself. I hope you won't be able to help yourself. There's some crap out there.
0: There, there um. are, there are guys who make not a, maybe, I mean, maybe a living, but I mean, they have Twitter pages dedicated to uni, uniform. They, I think one guy is yeah. called UniWatch. Um, not
1: just me. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's noticeable. Um, Uh, Uh but I mean, you're not someone that hates sports, right?
1: No, 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 not at all. And in fact, you know, as you know, but I don't know if our listeners do our listeners. I love how I say that.
0: Yeah. Our (laughs) listeners. Yeah. Way to take ownership on night one.
1: Right. I'm just gonna, our (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Sorry, Brady. Um, yeah. So, you know, Kevin is huge into sports. That's part of, I think, keeps all of you guys friends. Um, And certainly, I think we brought you all together. Yeah, we met playing
0: baseball. Yeah, travel baseball like eight years old.
1: Yeah, so that was kind of that first connection. And not that I connected to you through Kevin, but it's kind of nice that you guys all still have that. And um, I think my husband would love to watch our kids play sports. And so I assume that I'll be sitting in the bleachers, probably with a sore butt at some point. You will be soccer Um, mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) As long as I get a mini- I would love a minivan. You know what you need
0: is um, a minivan. Well, <laughs> yes. You also need uh, a large Yeti tumbler that you can uh, put mm. wine in or. Rum Gosling group got me a tumbler. There you I'm go. Good. There you go.
1: I got a real good one. I drink my coffee out of it every morning. I, c- you,
0: I can only imagine what um, what those soccer moms might put in their um, their drinks to. to oh, get, yeah. To get through a Saturday morning <laughs> soccer game.
1: There's a lot of, I think on the innocent end, there's a lot of Baileys in those. Bloody Mary. Sure. Yeah. Not so innocent. Andy, Yeah. Hey,
0: I'm certainly all some
1: rosé all day. You can't rosé all day if you don't start at breakfast. Let me just tell you. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there was, there was some talk about how I needed to talk about more than just uniforms. Um, and then tonight, not that long ago, um, Kevin asked me, uh, was Brady drunk when he told you you could do this? <laughs>
0: No, you texted me at like ten o'clock in the morning on a work day.
1: Well, hey, you can't rosé all day if you don't start in the morning. <laughs> How many times do I have to say this, That's
0: fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so let's um, let's let's dive a little bit deeper into yes, into yes. this into this topic. So, um, yep. yeah, I, I mentioned right off the top that you would you had sent me a text randomly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. at you know it might have been Wednesday or Thursday of, of just last week. You know, ten o'clock in the morning. It's not un, un you know uncommon for you to text me about you know, this that and the other. Um, but what what compelled you to reach out to me about <laughs> being the co host of this podcast?
1: Two things. Um, number one is I told you there's one other podcast I listen to, and mm-hmm. it, and it has two hosts. Um, and though I I think I've gotten used to listening to that. Um, and prior to this, I mean, I've listened to your old shows, and I've listened to you um, with with guests and i i think you're fabulous i, I can't believe i'm saying this i also told you you were right earlier and you yeah. have all on recording all the compliments all of the compliments I'm never gonna live any of this down anyway um so i think you know i've listened to it and i said god i just wish someone were there at the beginning of brady's podcast to say mm-hmm, mm-hmm yeah and i found myself doing that as i was listening to your last episode uh last week i was doing i think publishes and Listening and going, uh huh, uh huh, and I was like, oh, I could do this. Oh, I could do this. And uh, I never actually thought I would say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you uh, we
1: were so like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Do you have a? Do you have a headset? I was like, oh, now I gotta go buy a headset. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So okay, so uh, when I when I set out doing this, um, this will be this will be episode six, I think. Six. I yeah, think, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's episode six. Um, I, st- I started this um, sort of out of boredom um, because <laughs> at, at the time, so this was early early January, right? At, yeah. at the time, high school basketball wasn't going to be a thing, right? I mean, And
1: they, it normally would have been And it normally would have been, you, would have been, we would have been smack
0: dab in the middle of the season, sort yeah. of in the dog days. I mean, it's February 16th, so we'd be sort of winding down a little bit. I'd have maybe about two weeks left in my season. And then – you know, I, I get a little bit of free time before softball really, really starts up. Um, so normally, honestly, I would have no time to, you know, think about a podcast and ultimately, you know, I've been, I've been out of radio now for six years almost. So I'm, I'm really not interested in pursuing that career anymore. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'll never say no, but, um, you know, if if it, it would it's have to the be point it's, it, right, it's not it's not the point. I'm, I'm not sending not the this, goal. Right. I'm not sending this to program directors trying to get hired for an afternoon drive sports show. Probably um, best
1: because you're drinking heavily. I wouldn't say heavily.
0: I mean, it was a heavy You told me it was a
1: large glass. (laughs) Yeah, but
0: it was, it was the last of the bottles. So. Oh,
1: okay. Then that's fine.
0: (laughs) That said, I, I, I do have some, some airplane bottles downstairs that a friend gave to me that I might, I might crack open. Possibly
1: crack open. I mean, it is
0: only Tuesday night though. And I still do have a long week ahead of me. Um, anyways. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not trying to, you know, um, be this heavy hitting, you know, hot take sports guy. Um, you know, I, I still, I still do want to talk sports, but you know, we're, we're, you and I are both in our um, mid to early to mid thirties. Oh we, we both have birthdays coming up. Um and I'll I'll be thirty-four. Um, you can disclose your age if you want to, but um uh let's just say we're very, very close in age. Um and oh. <laughs> um so Don't dare talk about who's old. <laughs> uh, yeah. That'll be for our listeners to um figure out. Uh but we both have birthdays coming up and now we've had a lot of life experiences and you know, we've lived through a global pandemic and work from home, f- different full time jobs. So there's there's a lot more out there that interests me. And, you know, that that was one of my goals. But actually, when I started this thing is like, OK, let, let's talk about sports, obviously, because sure. that's that's what I that honestly plan my life around, you know, whether it, <laughs> w- whether it be high school basketball or softball or when the Hawks play or when the Cubs play. Right. I mean, um, you know, when, when I'm going golfing on the weekends, you um, you know, I I... Oh, I found
1: a picture of you golfing. It's one of the many sports really? pictures of Brady Stiff. Yeah.
0: What Did it happen to be from, I'm, I'm guessing it was probably from um, our vacation to the Outer Banks.
1: Oh, no, no. I did not go to the golfing in that case. I sat on a beach and ate a lot of crab, um, which was wonderful. But no, it was actually from, from the driving range. Um, oh, okay. Over at Sunset Meadow. That so you had were to be actually golfing time you were, ago. You were driving. It was, it was senior ago. year of high school. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That
0: was sixty pounds ago. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't show you the photo. <laughs> eh, well,
1: wait, wait, sometimes we'll, you look at those and be
0: like, "Hmm." We'll call it motiv- left unseen. We'll call it motivation because there's there's certainly um, uh, I think a whole podcast worth of trying to uh, maintain and or lose weight when you're in your early to mid 30s and mm-hmm. how difficult mm-hmm. that can be. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, I, I next week's topic. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Um, so yeah, when when you texted me, I, I I thought about it for like thirty seconds, and I was like, "What do I have to lose?" Right, True. and and you know what? <laughs>
1: She's gonna be horrible at this, but that's okay. <laughs> Well, and, and no that's, skin in the game. that's the thing though. It's like,
0: I, I don't have to talk about a hundred percent sports. Nobody cares about my sports takes, right? I, I can have guests on it. And I, I enjoy having guests on. It. I've enjoyed reconnecting with some, some old radio friends, um, you know, who I haven't talked to in a while and, and have relevant and, um, you know, interesting things to say that yeah. said, I mean, we've, we've developed a whole new set of interests. You know, I, I've embarked on this career in the last two and a half years that, I mean, if you if you told me five years ago that I'd be working for a digital marketing company, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about?
1: Uh, my mom asked me yesterday if you were still selling beer. And I was like, oh, mom, it's that's, that's <laughs> been a long
0: time since I've done that. I thought
1: I was like, that was probably three years ago.
0: You're pretty close. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was November of 2018 when I made the switch. So, yeah, close to two I, and a I half years. Her. Yeah, so uh, a lot's happened in our lives, um, you know, over sure. over the course sure. of 20, 20 plus years. Um, it's it's so funny that that we're recording tonight because uh, do you do you look at your Facebook memories at all?
1: Um, sometimes. I uh, let me pull it up. I, I don't think I did today. Well, I'll, I'll tell you
0: what came up on mine. Oh dear. Um, okay. And I'm not sure if this is because I was I was tagged or. <laughs> um, or if I commented or, or what, what the case may be, but, oh, um, Kelsey Barch, you were Barch back then and you were forever will be in my phone, Kelsey Barch, because I'm not going to change it. Um, so <laughs> February 16th, 2009. So this is 12 oh years ago now. God. You and I were seniors in college. Um, and just a couple months away from you, you, you graduated undergrad in, in 09, right?
1: I did. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, holy
0: moly. Yeah. You were, I was at Indiana. You were at DePaul at that point, if I remember correctly, right?
1: Yes. 09 was DePaul. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So, um, what popped up on my Facebook memories today? It's so great. This is such a happy coincidence that this uh, popped up. (laughs) 25 random things, and this was way more fun than I thought it would be by Kelsey Barch. So this is I, I don't think we're this not is actually like,
1: gonna go through all these not all of them, but some of <laughs> them oh, sure. Jesus. Um uh
0: let's see. So this was not a not one of those like pre scripted surveys that you take, right, that we all did when we were, you know, in high school and um on you remember MySpace? Of course you do. Oh, um God. yeah, everybody yes. had a MySpace before a Facebook, right? Um yeah. uh, two thousand four maybe MySpace, two thousand three, two thousand four. I think I actually
1: signed up for mine well after the trend, which is actually a trend in my life.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're a late adopter. Uh,
1: I was a late adopter of the MySpace, and by then it had already uh, passed its peak, which is fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
0: Well, and then Facebook took over. So uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I, I joined Facebook in, I think it was the summer of 05, and that's when you still had to have a college email address to to sign up for Facebook even. And,
1: And I you one and I was at Harper and Harper did not and oh, so I I couldn't join even though you could for a while and then ultimately
0: interesting you know. wow I, yeah I, it I guess I, I never thought about that 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 Harper mm-hmm. where you, where you you started your your college education there right
1: yeah I got my associates at Harper
0: okay and then and then moved on to DePaul was there any school in between there I I nope. forget this is, so, this is so long ago now.
1: I know I know I can hardly remember it myself but no I did um my associates in English at Harper and then finished out the next two years which was my bachelor's also in English at and then I took a little time and then I went back to Roosevelt and got my teaching certificate which I think I got in 2011 yeah I student taught in the fall of 2011.
0: Timeline sounds about right um So, okay, so let's let's highlight a couple of these twenty-five Gosh. random things. Um, okay, one thing one thing that that I know about you and a lot of people know about you is is you and and your whole family really um, have a great appreciation for music and, and classic rock. And the number uh-huh. one thing on this list is Bruce Springsteen sucks. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm I'm not a I'm not a <laughs> Bruce Springsteen fan. I'm not a Bruce Springsteen hater. I know it's it's maybe more of sort of our parents and uncles and aunts demographic, but you yeah. claimed, I mean, first th- this is 25 random things. This is the first thing you chose to <laughs> number write. Number one. That Bruce Springsteen sucks. <laughs> um, would you care to elaborate?
1: Well, I, first of all, I think there was probably something on my mind that led me to that. Clearly being my number one. I don't, I don't despise him so much that um, he would be my number one in, you know, in all things, um, there's probably a, his, one of his songs was probably, on, and I was thinking, God, he's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not a Springsteen fan. I actually like what he writes typically more than what he sings. Okay. Um, which I think is
0: true. So maybe, maybe the lyrics Dylan, resonate.
1: Yeah. I, I think I have the same feelings, uh, you know, about Bob Dylan sometimes too. Although Dylan's grown on me. Maybe I should listen to Springsteen again. I don't know. Okay. Um, but born to is it born to run is that the actual name of the song uh yeah oh, yeah yeah so i love that born song. To uh, run. yeah baby, we were born to run there see people go. didn't even know that they were getting <laughs> this beautiful music on night one um <laughs> melissa etheridge covered it oh something. okay and i think so much better
0: melissa etheridge it. uh big time kansas you- city chiefs fan
1: Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. I'm not a huge Melissa Etheridge fan. Uh, Truthfully, I've only heard, you know, a handful of her songs. Um, But that she covers it and it's awesome. I think it was actually the concert for New York City in 2001 post September 11th attacks. I I I remember
0: James Taylor performing at that uh, concert. That
1: concert. I mean, what a horrible, horrible time. Obviously. But the music that came out of that concert, my God, was it good.
0: You you burn you burn me a, a James Taylor CD. Um, mm. I I was introduced to James Taylor, uh, my dad when he would work on the computer. You know um you know at night, Ken. and yeah, Doctor Ken would would work on the computer at night. You know he was an educator and and uh, yep. worked his way through the uh through District 214 as he held various different roles. But um he would play um james taylor simon and garfunkel garth brooks yeah. uh, i honestly i really credit my dad for um you know my sort of depth of taste in music because i like everything
1: yeah that's cool i think um i think all of us who do have that wide range it typically does start with mom and dad because we're listening to a genre that's not you know, it's not what we would be listening to if we were listening on our own, necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my parents uh, always had music going, as you said, Um, and there are still songs that I, you know, hear and get transported back to my parents' house immediately um, and that kind of thing, but we just were uh, a big music family, and then I went out and got my own, you know, style and Counting Crows was the big one in high school, but there were others as well. Bruce um, Springsteen was just never one of them. <laughs> pretty sure that the Apparently. county or that uh the uh, Counting Crows covered Bruce Springsteen at some point. I'm sure so everybody does. Yeah. Um, and I probably liked it better.
0: <laughs> um, no, number six, you're fascinated by Peter Pan.
1: Oh the yes, hell are this you is talking true. about? Oh, it's just so interesting. Just the boy who never grew up. And, you know, I'm living with one. So (laughs) maybe I'm even more fit. I married one. So,
0: you know, (laughs) yeah, well, (laughs) we we are boys and we are um, generally generally supported and held up by the women that we choose to love in our lives. And I think that's that's true for me, too. Love you, Anne. There you go.
1: Oh, Anne. I was wondering if she was off limits or if we could talk no, about her. I, She's
0: just the best. So what, one, of my, one of my ideas, and I asked her kind of in passing <laughs> and kind of joking ab- about this, is not not to have her on by Hey, by am herself. I going to get
1: in trouble about this? No, 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 no. Uh,
0: not, not to have her on by herself. And I think you actually brought this up um, maybe mm. on um, uh, this past Friday when I crashed Girls' Night um, because I, I, I went over to her house rather than um, – Rather than go home and play cow with the boys. But, um, you know, she she's worked ever since the, the beginning of covid in, you know, a, a setting where, you know, there's uh, there's been a lot of patients come through and she's not, you know, not not dealing with ICU patients. She's not in a hospital setting, but she's dealing with patients who have covid she's in healthcare every she's in day, right? Yeah. E- every day. She's um, in PPE. She's in PPE. She's a warrior. Every day. Right. Yeah. Um, our friend Kim is uh is a nurse downtown and Oh bless her. Is, is she still at Lurie Children's?
1: She is. She's yeah. I think she's still in the cardiac ward too. Okay. I just talked yeah. to her the other day. I don't remember. Yeah. We didn't so, talk about that specifically, but I yeah. don't think she's changed.
0: So she's I mean, she's dealt with this since day one. And then yeah. um uh, a woman who I met through uh, a softball a former softball teammate. Um, she's a N ICU nurse as well has spent a lot of time you know in, in different units in 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 the hospital so my idea was uh, to have the three of them on and just you know talk about their experiences and 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 you know I, I, I don't know if it'll ever materialize but um, well, I'm, I'm
1: pretty sure it was my idea but if you want to take credit for it
0: <laughs> I mean honestly I've been thinking about it since January <laughs> but sure yeah um, <laughs> Let's let's move on a little bit down this list. Um, Number nine. Number nine. I I want a PhD now. um, Your original career path was was education and and teaching, um, and you've since diverted. Um, Yeah. Where Where do you stand on that?
1: Um, It's far too expensive to pay for, Um, and I I think I love the idea of it still. Um, I have a lot of respect for people who do it and I think as you get into those higher levels of education it tends to be even more than you know what what you could ever expect so am I impressed by someone who has a bachelor's in some ways yes but I know that our education system is kind of in some ways you're paying for that degree. <clears throat> my husband is case in point.
0: I'm I'm, um, <laughs> case in point. I'm not using my bachelor's. Well, yeah. I guess I sort of am at, at yeah. the moment, but not in my professional career.
1: Sure. And I, and I don't know necessarily either how hard people work for those. Um, I think it becomes a little bit of a commodity and I'm not saying this as a blanket statement for everyone, but um, you know, you look at higher education and student loan debt and what people are paying to go to college and, um, the cynic in me is just um, not who that person was, <laughs> was ten years ago. Oh god, more than ten years. Twelve ago. years ago. Oh, I'm ago. so old. Twelve yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, in twelve years, I've become a little more cynical slash jaded, um, and decided that um, anyway, I'm off topic. I think as you get to those higher levels of education, you meet people really much more about it. And I do still feel strongly that that's awesome. Um, I loved college, and I would have continued to go to college if I could have gotten paid to be a college student, I would have done it. Um, But I I don't see me going back for the PhD anytime soon. That said, it's funny, I, you know, you said I I wasn't teaching, couldn't find anything full time and kind of went into some odd jobs to get full time work. Ended up at the racetrack, which I had been there seasonally for quite a few years that's, at that point. That's
0: such a that's such a an anchor for all of us, isn't it? The, the yeah. racetrack.
1: Oh, God bless Arlington Park. Um, myself slash Arlington International Racecourse.
0: Yeah, whatever it's called these days. Uh, myself, <laughs> you, Anne, yeah. Kevin, Steve, uh, yep. Bree. Um, I, I'm I'm listing off people you know who who listeners may not know, but. Um, you know, it's been such a huge part of our lives and you know, this, this is going to be uh, a sad podcast when we do it, but it seems like 2021 is going to be the final year of Arlington park. We can broach that topic. It's a whole nother podcast for another day. And yeah, we'll do it live there and
1: we'll just cry the whole time. Maybe absolutely.
0: Hey, I'm down for that. We should totally Um, do it um yeah i think the internet
1: there still sucks though so we'll have to bring
0: that there's a lot about arlington park that sucks um (laughs) anyways um uh, last thing on this list that i want to touch on because we we do have an actual sports-ish debate to get to um and not not debate but a a discussion um so you have always had a creative side kelsey and (laughs) um You, in this 2009 post, claim that you have written over 20 books and never tried to get a single one published. Um, Seems like a potential (laughs) revenue stream for you there, my friend. What the hell are you doing?
1: Okay, well, you know, you're assuming they were good, which they were. (laughs) Um, I started writing very young. Um, When I was in high school, um, I started writing novels, And um, if I were to go back to them now, I would be incredibly embarrassed. But there were four novels I wrote in in high school. Um, And then, yeah, through college, I was studying English literature. So I was just feeling very inspired, feeling very creative. And I was writing constantly and I was reading constantly. And if you read and write a lot, you just become better at it. Um, And I was reading about people who make careers as writers and they're far more committed and dedicated than I ever want to be. And they have to, you have to work really hard. Um, You have to, I mean, Stephen King is one, he's probably the most prolific writer um, who's alive today, I would say. His just oodles of books and novellas and short stories and then screenplays and everything. And um, the man writes all day, every day. Is what he does it's his job and I think that that kind of commitment and dedication is really admirable um I don't have that kind of time anymore because I <laughs> work in customer service <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah living
1: the dream um but it's it's really like you have to be committed to it so yeah I've, I've written a ton um and a lot of them are just first drafts I never went back and edited so they would not be any good and some of them like I said were written when I was pretty young but you know it's funny, I was just talking to our friend Kim, who is an, a nurse, and uh, we talked just about her a minute ago, and I remember being kind of known as like the person who wrote things in our group, and uh, she wrote a book, or at least a lot of a book, really? when we were in, in high school, and she fits to me, and I remember thinking it was amazing, and I just came across it the other day, and I started reading it, and I was like, you know, this is really good. Uh, And I told her that I said she should she should do something. um, And she should get back to writing. So I'm crossing my fingers, actually, not that I'll go back to it, um, but that she will. And there are, there are, I would say out of all of the stuff I've ever written, there's one really good one. It's really fun and creative. And it's about a breakup. It's called 40 ways to get over Bruce McMahon. Um, And the main character gets dumped in the first page. Um and then it's all about her and you'll f- see, you'll see yourself in it Brady because it's
0: <laughs> oh, oh really
1: autobiographical <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of that happens where people are like oh my god I'm so glad nobody knows that that actually happened to me um and then I started jokingly writing a a sequel recently it's I feel like you told me about
0: thing. that before.
1: Yeah. Bruce McMahon was like my actual, it was pretty well written. Um, I was writing it as a sub sometimes, you know, how you, you were a sub as well. Yeah, I was. showed a lot of movies,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, spe- specifically at the high school level. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're there, you know, they're like, Oh, here, show this movie. And you watch the same 50 minutes of a movie all day, mm-hmm. which is fine because I would just zone out and write the greatest um, day. Yeah. It was a wonderful day. Um, um there are some really good movies, I got to say. There's uh there's some key movies that go on and you just you see them a lot pop up and I saw The Truman Show like 17 times in a year, but um but yeah, I would say if there was one book to get off the ground, it would be that one. So maybe I'll pick it back up again. We'll see. Never
0: too late, right?
1: Never too late. I don't think it would make much money though to your original
0: point. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe. I mean, who knows? It could take off.
1: It's sweet of you to say
0: pay for one of your kids college maybe maybe <laughs> both
1: let's go back to my conversation about how <laughs> higher education is ridiculously expensive
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't think you yeah, would even I, do that <laughs> I, I, yeah um yeah, yeah. uh yeah another, another debate for another show um okay for real so uh i mentioned earlier that you are not someone who hates sports Correct. and um i i don't want to overwhelm you and i don't want to (laughs) (laughs) i i don't want to i don't want to you know block you out of the conversation so um one a a debate that has come up over the last week or so um Uh and and actually it's kind of gone back to 2015 2016 ish you know there's been a lot of issues with the national anthem yeah exactly um the the national anthem at, at sporting events um you know, I when I go to a sporting event, Kelsey, I, I'm someone who I want to be there early, right? Uh, whether it's whether it's a Cubs game or a White Sox game, I I love going to Sox games. Even though I, I'm a Cubs fan, I love going to Sox games. I love that ballpark. Um, both from they have good food, good food. They have an awesome beer selection. Um, It's just a really great place to see a game. Yeah, I I, I like it. I'm I'm not a Cub fan that's a White Sox hater, and that's part of the reason your husband and I get along so well is because he's a White Sox fan who's not a Cub hater, and we can have plenty of um, cogent discussions about both (laughs) teams and not get mad at each other because we're both good sports fans. And, you know, anyways, um, so, you know, whatever game I go, even if it's a fucking Wolves game, Right. If we if we go to a Wolves game on a Saturday night, I want to be there and in my seat or at least, you know, um, walking around the stadium a little bit well before the national anthem. And the national anthem is something that's played before most all sporting events. Um, I I came back a little bit earlier from a, a varsity high school basketball game and it was played before the varsity game. Um, Mm -hmm. the National Anthem has become sort of ingrained in American sports culture. And there's been a lot of debate recently about including the National Anthem in a sporting event because... I heard
1: Mark Cuban uh, piss some people off. Yeah, exactly.
0: There's been a lot... Kevin filled
1: me in a little bit, so I wouldn't sound like a complete moron.
0: (laughs) It was nice of him. And that's, that's what sparked this topic for me is... There's been a lot going on in the country over the last year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we've been in, uh, sort of in election season for um, all of 2020, really. Um, and obviously, there was a lot going on in Washington. I really don't want to get political. However, mm-hmm. this is sort of innately political in a sense, Um
1: yeah, you didn't start off with a softball, even though. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, it, yeah, I it's mean, soft
1: on sports. It's it's, it's tough on pol it, or not tough on politics. But.
0: but I I think it's an important discussion. Um, yeah. For a couple of different reasons, so um, you know, then the national. I've always said, like, if if I'm not in my seat before the national anthem, I am pissed off.
1: Is it because you want to see the national anthem, or is it just because you like to get somewhere and like be there and settle in? Is it specifically yes. for the anthem? No.
0: Yes. The okay. the answer to that question is yes, right? Okay. Um, when when I go to a game, whether whether I'm playing in it, like mm-hmm. if I if I get if I go to a softball tournament on the weekend, I want to get there early. If I okay. if I go play around a round of golf, I want I want to be there early. I want to be able to hit balls if I want to put on the green whatever. I'm there early. It's um, going to
1: come in handy when you have kids one day and you tell your wife you're going <laughs> golfing and 17 <laughs> hours later she sees you again.
0: Just yeah FYI, that fair, keep that in your back is, pocket. Is that a fair warning? Babe. I, I, I feel like you should be warning me, maybe, yeah. maybe Anne.
1: Well... She's not going to stand up for that crap, so I don't have to worry too much about her. Um,
0: so, so when, yeah, when, when I go to an event, um, I want to go early. Not necessarily when gates open, right? I mean, because so often in, in a non in a, – in a, let's call it a normal – um, environment, right? I'm, I'm sick of this non-COVID bullshit. Um, okay. In, in a normal environment, gates open like two hours before first pitch or tip or kickoff or whatever it is. Um, and like, f- specifically for baseball, right? You're able to watch some batting practice. Maybe you get a ball, whatever, right? You're just enjoying being at Wrigley Field or, or Sox Park, whatever it's called these days. Um, and <laughs> you're just enjoying the environment. Um, so I, I it, it, like, if I'm <laughs> this is gonna sound um arrogant of me, but if I'm going with somebody who mm-hmm. is driving or whatever, right? Um it's it's not my event to coordinate, I think is maybe the way to put it. Um Okay, yeah. Yeah. You're a passenger. So I'm a passenger in, the, You're not in the whole right in the whole experience, right? Um if I'm not in my seat before the national anthem, I am uh-huh. pissed off. I don't wanna miss the <laughs> first pitch, I don't wanna miss the tip off, right? Part of it is I, I paid for a ticket. I wanna see the whole thing, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I really I really don't like leaving games early either. That's another yeah, that's just something about me. Like I, I, I paid Yikes. for nine innings, I paid for four quarters, right? I, I wanna see four quarters. It's not every day oh. that I get to go. The to end
1: the game. is the part you really wanna catch too. No, sometimes. I mean, sometimes. Oh right, like, well, yeah, you're right.
0: I mean, if it's if You're it's right. ten to two, it's in a total the, blowout. Yeah, if it's yeah. ten to two in the eighth inning, okay, maybe we can leave the game and and go to the bar and watch the end of the game there. But
1: um, <laughs> still going to see that game, darn it.
0: Yeah, I, I will say, <laughs> I I was at the um, there there's a, a, a there was a Cubs game in July a couple of years ago, meaningless in the in the grand scheme of things. But mm. um, the Cubs got down late, and Jason Hayward hit a walk off grand slam. Whew. yeah hey craziest thing anyways can't um, miss that yeah so the, the the national anthem is ritualistic and um what's the word i'm looking for um tradition tradition yeah it's it's traditional it's ritualistic very tied in with, very very tied yeah. into a sporting event and there's multiple reasons why it happens um I don't know if you did as deep a dive as I did, but it goes – I'm guessing you did by that snicker. is yes. I uh, so, love me
1: some research.
0: Yeah, that, did you
1: listen to the NPR article?
0: I, I, re- I read the NPR article. Yeah. Um, so the national anthem goes back to Civil War era baseball.
1: But can we talk about it as a national anthem too? Yeah. So because the, the, it was not the national anthem until 1929.
0: Correct. I, I I saw maybe sometime in the 30s, but you're but you're right. It's you know it, the Star Spangled Banner did not become our national anthem until you know um, Great Depression era. We'll call it. Yeah. Um And so actually, Chicago Tie. What I read was during the maybe 1918 World Series, uh, or maybe 1919. Uh, I forget the exact year off the top of my head, but the Cubs were in the World Series against the Red Sox. And instead Back of playing... When the
1: Cubs were routinely in the World Series. I read that. The, um,
0: 2016, bitch, 2016. Um, no, 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 but they had won
1: <laughs> collectively. The yeah, two teams had won like six of the last eight
0: yeah, World the, Series, The right? Chicago they franchises were, on, were, they, were they powerhouses. Were yeah, the, the Cubs, yeah, I think were, the Cubs won a couple really well. in a row. It,
1: I guess 0- I just want to Yeah. I yeah. want to convey it was, a, it was a great game actually. Right. Like it was a game, you know, it was in a sense of, it was something where you were seeing two really good teams go up against each other. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yet, cause I read the article too. Go ahead.
0: So, um, <laughs> World War <laughs> Sorry one. Sorry to steal your th- glory. Okay. <laughs> World War one was, um, you know, a, a thing and, um, from what I read was the, the Cubs were playing the Red Sox with Babe Ruth actually still on the Red Sox before he was on the Yankees. Um, and the, the crowd was kind of bored seemingly. And instead of playing, um, you know, the, the in the seventh inning, right, we always sing Take Me Out of the Ball Game, right? I, I don't know if they did that in 1919 or whatever it was. Um, instead of singing Take Me Out of the Ball Game, they played the Star-Spangled Banner, not yet our national anthem, but they play the Star-Spangled Banner, which is a wartime song, right? It's part of the War of 1812 that that Francis Scott Key, um, you know, composed this song and eventually became our national anthem. But the song is rooted in wartime, sort of. Um, yeah. You know what's what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Wartime rah rah rah. It's got wartime rah. Roots. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Is wartime it, it's roots. It's
1: patriotic, but it's patriotic in. And I think that's really key, and I'll, I'll say more about that later, but um, it's one of the few national anthems in the world that's, um, like, about war. Um, if you take a look at other, um, particularly first world countries, um, a lot of them think we have a very aggressive and violent national anthem. But
0: Well, um, some some would argue that America is a, an aggressive and violent country, but... Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I said we're not trying to get political, damn it. Um, yeah,
1: well, I, I mean... Yeah. It might be a little political. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm we're, trying. T- we're, we're, we're
0: two and zero in <laughs> world wars, right? <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So sorry, go ahead. So they started playing. Yeah. So the they, they,
0: they started playing the star spangled banner instead of, um, m- maybe it was take me out of the ball game. I, I forget off the top of my head. Cause I don't have the article up in front of me, but, um, you know, they, they played this, the star spangled banner and, all of a sudden, you know, uh, a player who was, um, you know, former Navy or whatever it was, snapped to attention. And, yeah. you know, that got How the crowd. How crazy is that? Uh, that that got, that got the crowd going. And mm-hmm. I think the game was in Chicago. So it would have been at Wrigley Field. Um, and that that got the crowd into it. Um, yeah. And it was played back in Boston for the next game and then back in Chicago after that. And, you know, shortly thereafter, it – you know, it became our national anthem and it, it sort of stuck. Um, yeah. you know, and I mean, shit, you go back to, you go back to super bowls from our earliest memories. Um, the national anthem is an event and yes. at, at major sporting events, Whitney Houston, Whitney always. Houston. Yes, absolutely. 91. Yeah. Whitney, I
1: was four years old and yeah. I, I was probably seen it a million times. Yeah.
0: I mean, and you can
1: kind of live and die by that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you screw up the national anthem um yeah the super bowl especially but i mean any of those those really high profile ones
0: yeah and Um, yeah (laughs) it's it's a show right i mean the the (laughs) the national anthem is itself is a production right i mean shit you can bet on you can bet on how long the national anthem is going to be at the super bowl no, um, you
1: can't.
0: Yes, you can absolutely. You people
1: will bet on anything. Yes, hundred percent. This is another Peter Pan moment.
0: But <laughs> it's one of the most popular prop bets of the Super Bowl is how Shut how, how no, long the not. national anthem is going to be. So okay,
1: this, but think of all the people who are involved in that, who know who's singing the national anthem, and right. how many ways that they can cheat. So is, sometimes,
0: sometimes, right when let's let's say let's say Whitney Houston is singing the anthem, right. It Whoa. might it, it might be easy to go on, you know, fast forward to, to 2020 uh-huh. and, or 2021, I guess. Um, And you can you can go back and, and look at past performances of Whitney Houston's national anthem in 1991 or whatever it was, that, you know, that YouTube didn't exist. Right. Yeah. So that's you, true. you never know if it's going to take over two minutes, under two minutes, under two and a half, whatever the the, the line is set at uh-huh. this year. Um, it was Eric church who is a phenomenal country artist and he has a
1: good song named Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Yeah.
0: Springsteen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that's
1: the Springsteen I can tolerate.
0: (laughs) I I think that's the one that put him on the map, but um, I think so too. Yeah.
1: Um, I know it. So probably, and
0: then forgive me, but I I forget the name of the other artist who collaborated with Eric church on this Anthem. Um, if you ask me, not a great Anthem because it was two different musical styles clashing, but, um, you know, from a betting perspective, that's, to me, worst case scenario because you, you don't know what they're going to do. When, it, when it's a single artist, I think Lady Gaga did it maybe one or two years ago, and you, you probably could handicap that saying, okay, well, she did it here, and it took two minutes and 14 seconds, so she's probably going to do it the same way. Um, <laughs> yeah. you will
1: pull a little bet on anything.
0: <laughs> yes, they will. The color Ridiculous. of the Gatorade dumped on the coach at the end of the Super Bowl?
1: Oh no! Yes, you're kidding me. No, hundred percent. Remember when Game of Thrones was wrapping up and the
0: question no, because I never watched Game of Thrones. Oh my god! Yeah, I, sure I watched like be the be first friends. two or three episodes. It didn't grab me, but uh, everything I've been told is that I need to let it grab me. Oh, my god, you know, twenty what I mean?
1: years we've been friends, and now I'm just gonna have to. Okay, it. well, you're not a fan it's of pretty. The Office, well, so
0: let's talk about this
1: well let's get back to the national anthem.
0: <laughs> fair enough okay we'll save the office for another podcast yeah um, the,
1: the office and Game of Thrones will be next week <laughs> fair enough
0: um, okay so let, let me say this as um, as a sports fan and an official for for high school games um, I don't do a ton of varsity games which is usually when the the anthem is played before sure. is, is, is is only varsity games because you know it's the headlining event so to speak uh-huh. Um you know, that's my time as an official to lock in. Okay. Right? I, I, I get in the zone, so like to speak. A sacred time, so to speak. A little bit of a sacred time. And yeah. knowing that that's part of the routine uh-huh. um, before a varsity game, like, uh, you know, obviously as, as a basketball official, you have to be hyper-focused for an hour and a half. And and that's really when I when I lock in. Uh, okay. is, is the national anthem because I know it I know it precedes intros, which precedes the, the opening tip, although this year it's an opening throw-in because we're not doing jump balls. But anyways, um, so, you know, it, 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 it's the first part of the routine that leads to the beginning of the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, in, in other sports where I, I'm attending as a fan, it's like, okay, the Cubs game starts at 120, 105, we're going to have the anthem. Okay, great locked in right i've spent an hour and a half sort of just observing the ballpark and 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 having a couple beers maybe a hot dog whatever anthem let's go cubs okay um and so you you mentioned earlier mark cuban who is the owner of the dallas mavericks um has Uh has decided to stopped playing the national anthem before his home games. And he tried, I thought. Yeah. So nobody, nobody picked up on it. Actually. It's kind of interesting because nobody, nobody wrote an article about it until last week. And they, they had had 13 or so home games before this article. Yeah. Nobody noticed. (laughs) And it's just like, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. It's like, how do you not notice that the national anthem is not being played? And um, yeah, I mean it's it's sort of um, it's sort of a, a thing that happens that's taken for granted and um, a, a matter of ceremony. A, and I'm a sucker for ceremony and pomp, pomp and circumstance. Um, so you know, it, it, I think that's part of the reason why I love it, it is it's because it's ceremony and and pomp and circumstance. You're a but little
1: sappy, aren't you? I am a, a little sa- sentimental. Fair
0: enough, hundred um, percent. But when Mark Cuban. You know the owner of the Dallas Mavericks says we're not playing the national anthem this year, um, before our home games, and then the NBA comes back and says no, 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 no. You have you, to. Right? You will play the national anthem. It's yeah. league policy. Um, you know there there's a little bit of a, a little bit of a conflict there. Um, so uh, what, Kelsey? What what's your opinion here? Like, what do you, do you think the national anthem is necessary at sporting events? Do you do you like it? Do you not like it? where where, where are you here?
1: um it's interesting so i i did the research um because i didn't want to sound like a complete fool um so in addition, ever played at a sporting event that was documented um and this is again for an article from the guy who is um like the anthem whisperer um he's a professor um and who has done a lot of his uh life hey, has hey. been devoted to
0: hey hang on just a second um zoom cut out there for a good like five seconds and then my oh no it's yeah.
1: probably call of duty's fault
0: <laughs> and then my uh my adobe started or stopped recording so um okay no but we're, we're good uh i think we're we're still recording and i got you back here so um do have, i
1: mean it's, yeah where do i restart
0: yeah so let, let's restart i asked you what your opinion was so just just start there whenever whenever you feel comfortable okay.
1: So I did a lot of research on this just to sound like I was well informed today, Um, and it sounds like the very first time that it's been documented that the Star-Spangled Banner, which was not the national anthem at the time, um, started um, actually in the uh, late 18 or mid 1800s, and it was during the Civil War, and it was at a um, baseball field. Um, opening or something like that. Yes, the commemoration yeah, of yeah. The 1862 I think it was in Brooklyn um, and basically that was the very first documented time which is wartime and then again it was played and we talked about this already during World War One, and it really roused people um, and then I you know I, I think about it being um, done the other one that came to mind was in the Olympics in 1968 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which I think is the first as far as I know, very public protest surrounding mm-hmm. the Star-Spangled Banner. Yeah, um, and it was absolutely the anthem at that time. And um, you know, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, um, the gold medalist and the bronze medalist um, for I think it was a 200 meter sprint. It don't was. It was a track it. and field event. I, I yeah, exactly it was. It was. It they was. were runners. Yeah. Um So the gold and bronze medalists were both. From the U.S. Um, and during the national anthem, they actually raised their hands in protest. This was in Mexico um, City, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and it was a, um, I mean, it was, it has been widely acknowledged and promoted as a black power movement. Um, and the gentleman who did it both cited that they were bad. They were protesting poverty, which is why they took off their shoes. They were protesting lynchings, which is why they were wearing beads around necks. Um, and they were um, basically wanting to promote black power. And then, of course, when Colin Kaepernick started this. So I guess to me, in some ways, I, I kind of look at it and say, OK, the anthem came up. The Star Spangled Banner came to us, came to sports in a time of great change and upheaval. It came during World, um, during the Civil War, came again during World War One. Um, I think, Brady, personally, about how we we never had the Pledge of Allegiance until September 11th. And then we suddenly started saying it again. I hadn't said it for years. Um, We weren't saying it daily in school. Right. And then there was a surge of patriotism following the September 11th um, terrorist attacks, and suddenly we were saying it every day. Um, And it's just very interesting to me because it's also, to me, tied in closely with my experience at the racetrack. Because we talked about this a little bit already. We were both the track for many years. And the anthem played originally prior to the start of the day. And I was taking tickets sometimes was things that were about 40 people deep and I had to stop what I was doing. As soon as I heard that anthem and I had to stand at attention and I had to tell any guests who were around me that the national anthem was playing and and have respect for it. But it was very clearly a military connection in that context because the chairman of the um, racetrack was a veteran, World War II. And because there were pictures on (laughs) the page on um, all the screens pardon me that were playing along with it that were of men and women so for me I have a lot of things that kind of go toward this it's it's used particularly in a time of war to promote patriotism and it's used to promote I would say protest or to promote social change in a time of you know relative peace meaning that and as, as a war um protest although um, I think the 1968 movement certainly had some roots in Vietnam I'll put that out there Um, so for me it's kind of a little bit different Um, I don't think about it as the as much as the tradition as you do I think Um, for me it was something I heard every single day when I was at work because that's what I did at the racetrack and I don't necessarily think of it in the same way as it as it relates specifically to sporting events um, that being said, you know they talk about the fat lady singing and things like that. That always seems to go back to it for me. Um, so my personal opinion is that it's a really tough thing to look at your context and look at your personal experience and look at mine and think about how different they are, mm-hmm. and then to do that for a whole, like that's my my opinion is it's it's really hard it's a really tough issue. And I think it deserves a lot of attention, a lot of context. It
0: it does. Um, Um, There's, there's a lot, there's certainly been a lot going on in our country over, you know, the last, we can call it four years, uh, but specifically in the last year in in election season, as we mentioned earlier. Um, Yeah, it's, it, it, it's interesting. It's so interesting that it, it, you know, really resonates in, in a time of war because, you know, it it was written about a time of war and, and a specific battle, mm-hmm. um, you know, the song itself and it, how it became our national anthem. Um, and, man, it, this is such an interesting topic to me um, because of how I feel about it, that it's sort of the, the time... That you lock in, right whether it be for me as yeah. an official or, or as a fan um, and if I'm like I said, if I'm not in my seat before the anthem, then I am pissed off um, yeah. but you know all, all the all the you know uh, you know context around it, especially over the last four or five six years with with the the Colin Kaepernick thing and um, yeah. man it's it's so interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessary because, you know, it, it, while, while it can certainly be said that, um, you know, America's veterans and our, our wartime efforts have allowed us the opportunity to play sports, um, you know, have sports leagues, um, what, I, what I meant to do today and unfortunately didn't get to it was, you know, look up what, what other countries who aren't as um, open and free as America what they do for, for sports and, and their, um, you know, sporting events. And my mind immediately went to North Korea, um, because it's sort of the antithesis of, of what we are as a country. Right. I mean, and and there's other, look, there's other countries who are free and open and and democratic and have sports. And, you know, I, I, I'd have to do some more research and, and, you know, I I wish I would have had time to do that. However, I didn't. Um, so it, it may be worth following up on, um, you know, just seeing what other countries do, right. We, we get so wrapped up in what we do here in America <laughs> and, and not, um, not taking into account what, what other countries do. I, I, I guess maybe the most, uh, pertinent example that, that we can at least bring up in the short term here is, is Canada. Um, you know, oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, uh, literally See what I did there. Uh, well, well, <laughs> well, 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 yeah, well, well played. Um, she's
1: so glad you let me on this podcast. <laughs>
0: Don't don't you know? Did you know I know I know all the words to O Canada?
1: No, you don't. I do.
0: Uh, I've watched enough hockey over the years that um, you know it's you know when 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 a Canadian That's dual team...
1: citizenship right there. You might as...
0: sure just lie. Yeah, just let me let me get some <laughs> coffee from Tim Hortons and I'm good to go. Eh? Um, uh, I I have been to Canada too. Um, uh, I like took theater, a, spent some spent maybe yeah, I was maybe five days or so in in Toronto. Um, reminded me a lot of Chicago, but anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> so the the Canadian anthem is 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 played when a Canadian hockey team visits the United States and, and vice versa. Right. I'm sure well, the
1: blue Jays too, right? Yeah. In, in um,
0: baseball. Right. Sometimes yeah. Sometimes it's played. Yeah. And, and the Raptors, right. The NBA. So yeah, when, okay. when a, when a Canadian team visits an American team, the anthem is both anthems are played. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a, a tribute to the country, I guess, you know, you don't think of Canada as this wartime aggressor, but yeah. you know, they, they have been, um, allies to the United States and <laughs> granted a lot of people will think of Canada as an extension of the United States, but they are their own country, believe it or not. Um, it is it actually, it's, it's funny that, that we bring that up, but, um, you know, the, the, the first time I went, the only time I've been to Canada, um, we, uh, were stopped at a rest stop. Um, much like we have here in the States. Um, but the, Canadi- <laughs> the Canadian flag was, was flying atop the flagpole. And I was like, huh, we really are in Canada, aren't we? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Doesn't look all that different.
0: No, it's, it's the same damn country. Um, obviously no. They, no, I know. It's
1: Canadians fine. will not. Hand- yes. No, no. I don't know we if we have, have any Canadian audience. hope no Canadian Canadians audience. are listening to this. They will not be pleased to be lumped in with us. Well,
0: I'm sorry, eh? <laughs> um yeah but i mean look the 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 canadian anthem is you know a part of hockey and baseball and basketball in this country and not not in football yet um maybe maybe the nfl will expand to canada someday i don't know maybe um, kind of
1: curious i wonder i assume that's done because they're they're following the american tradition as opposed to Vice versa. Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of it, interesting. It,
0: it would it would require a, it would require a deep dive. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's 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 interesting in hockey because it comes up, you know, the, the most probably in hockey because there's five or six Canadian teams um, in in the NHL. But, you know, most of these players who play for these Canadian teams, um, oh, I shouldn't say most, but a, a good portion might be from Russia or Finland or Sweden um, those are, yeah, the, those are countries that produce a lot of NHL players, in, inclu- and sure. including America now, now granted, obviously hockey is the national sport of Canada. And, you know, you, you think of, you think of Canada, you think of hockey, but you know, the, these teams are, you know, uh, pulling from the same pool of players, so to speak that American teams are, um, mm-hmm. which include a lot of European players. So the fact that the, only the Canadian and American anthems are played at a at a hockey game in America, huh. um, you know I, I I wonder what you know someone like uh, Alex Ovechkin, who's from Russia, right? He plays for the for, for the Washington Capitals, yeah. uh, or he used to actually. He's on a different team now. I forget what what it is, but um, you know he um let, let's use um I'm trying to think of a of a name off the top of my head. Let, let's just use Ovechkin, right? He's he's from Russia. He uh-huh. spent most of his career with the Washington Capitals um and which is an american team obviously um and when a canadian team comes to town let's say the toronto maple leafs they'll play the the american and the canadian national anthems but they won't play the russian national anthem no way yeah because these Wonder franchises what the the national anthem is i have no idea don't really care um but they squirrel <laughs> <laughs> they um they get to
1: bed early tonight 1am it's it's 11 15 russian national anthem yeah okay
0: um so they they play these these two anthems because the capitals are in america and the maple leafs are in canada they don't take into account the individual anthems of everybody on the roster partly because it would take forever if we played all these anthems um
1: it's interesting because i think you know one of your one of the arguments then for for alls is that it's a it's a source of pride Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and perhaps some of those players coming from other places would be proud to hear their own anthems, so, you know, Olympics, right. Same idea. Um, and I think that that's typically true is, you know, you said earlier, like it's your time to zone in and, and do all of that. And I think a lot of people will agree that the national anthem is both deeply personal and also very public. And that's why it works so well when you protest during it or when you decide not to play it for your team. You know, those choices are, I think, good ones in a sense of, yeah, you kind of hit that sweet spot because it is a source of pride. Or as you said, it's part of the routine. It's, you know, like those are the things and and you're really hitting at that heart of that. Um, And so I, I think it's kind of... I guess that's my my takeaway is it's a weirdly personal and public thing and that's where we really run into issues
0: that's a good way to put it
1: because yeah it's it's something where like if you're talking during it that's very public and it's it's interrupting someone else's private thoughts and feelings on the matter in a very public space yeah if you're i mean this and that's not necessarily something where people are intending to be disrespectful right um but in their own personal view it's not disrespect so i think i think it's just that is what makes it such a prime topic um such a prime controversy <laughs> is yeah. the fact that it, it's both of those things. Simultaneously. Yeah. And
0: you're right. It's, it's certainly personal. You know, I, I, I'm sure you have family members who have served in the military and or active in the military. I have a couple of family members, family members myself who are yeah. active in the military and, and certainly have extended relatives who, you know, served in my, my grandpa uh, served in world war two. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's not a, a huge part of our family history, but you know, certainly, certainly relevant with with two two family members who are, um, you know, active, active military. Um, so it's it's important. I, I you know, if you ask me, I, I, I think um, I think it should still continue to be played. Um, mm. I I think there's a certain amount of woke for the sake of being woke mm. that that goes into someone like Mark Cuban's decision to not play the national anthem. Um, and, it, it and that goes for, for other topics as well. Like if, if I think back to the beginning of COVID, right, at every company in, in the world put out a statement about how seriously they were taking COVID. I don't care. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming you're not being an asshole just because you're just not an asshole. I, I, I see the inherent good in everybody and, yeah. um, I'm assuming you're not going to be an asshole about it um so you know it's it, it, it you know there, there's a certain certain aspect of like i said woke for the sake of being woke and i see I th- what you're saying and i think that's part of this right it's not all of it but i think it's part of it
1: yeah that's interesting um and i'm not i'm not sure i disagree or agree because i don't know enough about the contemporary context um but i think it's I like that it prompts discussion. Um, and I, I think what I can take away from, um, a lot of the black lives matter movement, um, in general is that, um, sports feel very personally involved in that. Like sports feel like they're involved. Um, and ESPN is involved and like, there's a lot more of that. And I don't necessarily think that it's woke for being woke's sake. Um, I think a lot of that is genuine. Um, but I also see the downside of it um, to what you're saying. But I, I thought that was interesting. Over the summer, we watched a lot of the people who Kevin always watches when we're watching ESPN. Stephen A. Smith comes to mind because he yells a lot. Um, <laughs> he does yeah. yell a lot. Yes, me and Max are loud.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So there you go. I know. I know them. Um, and and I just think it's kind of interesting to see sports as a political field. I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of companies, a lot of organizations got in the game, so to speak. (laughs) See what I did there? I do. Uh, um, You know, in, in a place where they didn't normally. So as this podcast is getting into the realm, a little bit of politics, so too did sports. Um and so I I don't it's very interesting to me. I don't disagree with you. Like I said, I don't really know the context. Um I but I like that it's creating conversations and in the articles that I read, there were plenty of places that stopped playing the national anthem over the years for various reasons. Um and some of them I mean specifically that college in Indiana that has a fist manifesto um and thought that the song was just quite frankly too aggressive their charter which I think is fair um stopped playing it and that was very public but a lot of other places smaller establishments have said yeah we're not we're gonna not do it anymore and people typically just complain until it comes back so it's kind of interesting to see that this was something people didn't notice for 13 games yeah um but then when it did that it became such a big thing and I am also curious does the NBA have a policy like a written policy?
0: So, this is. Are actually, they just saying it's policy? Well, now? it actually stems back from, I forget what year it was, but I, th- I feel like it was 97, maybe, where. Um, and it's interesting you bring this up. Um, I, and oh, I, okay, cool. I, I, I regret it. I, I regret that I didn't do the research on this because um, I, I forget the name, so I don't want to butcher it. Uh, but there was a player who refused to stand for the anthem. Um, and he was, uh, God, I, I forget the name of the player because it was such a huge thing back then, but I want to say he played for maybe the Timberwolves. Um, and he refused to stand for the Anthem. He was an American man who converted to Muslim.
1: Oh,
0: Uh, Mahmoud Abdul Raif. Maybe I, 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 I could be off there, but there was a lot of controversy around that, and this was twenty years before Colin Kaepernick took a knee for the anthem. Um, and this was this was a big thing. So the, the NBA, specifically the NBA, said all players, all personnel will stand for the, the national anthem. And that's what this policy that the Commissioner Adam Silver is sort of holding over Mark Cuban's head. That's the policy that dates back to 97 or 98. Five minutes later. Um, so technical difficulties, and, and Kelsey, I know this is your first episode, uh, but Podcasting 101, plug your damn computer in.
1: Noted. <laughs> Please don't <laughs> fire me.
0: I will not fire you. Um, it, I, hey, we got
1: to pee. That was nice.
0: <laughs> can, can I fire you from an unpaid job?
1: Um, no, you could start paying me though, if you want, that'd be cool.
0: Start paying myself first. Anyways. Um, (laughs) so we we were talking about, um, actually the, not the original Anthem controversy, but, um, we'll call it the first Anthem controversy in our lifetimes. Um, the NBA has a policy, right? We were talking about Mark Cuban and, and Adam Silver, the commissioner, coming back and saying, no, you you will play the National Anthem. It stems from a 1996 um, incident in which a, and, and I said Timberwolves earlier, it was the actually Memphis, or not Memphis, um, Vancouver Grizzlies they were at the time. Okay. Um, player named Mahmoud Al-Raouf. Did I have Ma- Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf? That's right. So he refused to stand... Uh, For the national anthem because he viewed the American flag as a symbol of oppression, which sounds very familiar, does it not?
1: For sure. Yeah,
0: Yeah. absolutely. So the NBA, in response, has mandated that um, every player, coach, personnel, whatever, will stand for the national anthem. Um, since then and that's that's been their policy. Huh. So that's really where um the
1: NFL has not though post Kaepernick. Well, right? and
0: and there's a lot of teams actually that will stay in the locker room for the anthem.
1: Yeah, I've seen that.
0: In order to Avoid subvert controversy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, they <clears throat> and, and the, the NFL this is uh, such a huge debate in the NFL actually um is this sort of um uh forced patriotism and how it's become so commercialized right um the salute service and the flyovers and the the hundred square yard uh thousand square yard maybe i guess you would call it um american flags that are unfurled over the entire football field whose flag is bigger than whose um you know there's there's a lot that goes on there that's that's another debate (laughs) um but sort of to wrap this um this discussion up Um, you know, to, to me, the, the national anthem is an important symbol for our country. Um, you know, obviously it was decided in the, the 1930s that it would be our national anthem. Um, and I don't think we're going to change that anytime soon. Is it necessary to be played at a sporting event? In my opinion, no. Is it part of the ritual and routine for sporting events? It's, it's been that for, for me for my entire life. Um, You know, you know, being a a sports fan for as long as I can remember and, um, you know, being a a basketball official. And, um, you know, it's it's a mechanism for me, so to speak. Uh, But it's also part of the pomp and circumstance of of sporting events. And uh, ultimately, I don't think it's going away.
1: (laughs) I know several years ago, there was a push to replace it as the national anthem with America the Beautiful. I don't remember how much traction that got um that obviously didn't succeed um I think I'm not quite as um black and white on my opinion as you or as decided um I think I really struggle with the fact that it's something that can be both like I said very personal and very public um and so to me to just to say that it's one thing for everyone is, is not kind of where I can settle on that. So I guess I'm not as settled as you are, but that's okay. That's why we have two people on this podcast now. We,
0: we do now have two people on Thank this podcast. Thank
1: goodness.
0: <laughs> um, uh, Kelsey, I, I think I had texted you. Well, I know I had texted you earlier in the day today um, that this might be a shorter TRT, which stands for total running time. Um, you know, yeah, I looked it, that up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, Told you I researched. Yeah, you did. Um, so I, I had mentioned that this might be a shorter TRT, but that is not the case. Um, uh-uh. no. You should probably
1: edit this down.
0: Oh, well, I mean, yes and no. It's it's going to be edited down, but it's not going to include the before recording. and um, True. Yeah, so this is probably going to end The potty end- break. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's your fault, not mine. Um whoops. <laughs> so this will probably end up being the longest episode to date of the podcast, which is fine. I i yeah. am, look, there there are many discussions that you and I have had over the course of twenty plus years, alcohol fueled or not, that um <laughs> uh shit, we could record a thousand podcasts. Honestly, this is this uh, this first episode has exceeded my expectations. It's been such an organic conversation. I mean, it it certainly helps that you and I have have you know gone back 20 years and have so many memories to to look back upon. But I mean, I, I'm excited for what for what we're gonna do here. You know, with it being maybe not so much sports centric now and and more focused on what it's like to be a millennial. Maybe I mean, I, I'm, I'm brainstorming topics back, as we go. back
1: in our 30s. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> um thank you so much for texting me i i had bandied about the the idea of a co-host and who might do it why they might do it um and then you text <laughs> me out of the blue so thank you for yes. you know crossing that bridge for me
1: meant to be <laughs> uh thank you for having me is there a sign-off that we're supposed to have
0: no not really remember. just we'll- i think
1: we should probably work on that
0: all right, we'll make it homework for next week. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey, um, we'll we'll talk um, early next week, and we'll figure out what we want to talk about for next week's show. Deal. Um, yeah, but for now, um, enjoy the rest of your week.
1: Thanks, Brady. Talk to you later.